show. We had to talk Premier League as the London Derby between Tottenham and Arsenal. Game didn't go well for the gutters. We're also going to get into La Liga. Barcelona will get another loss. We got to talk Real Madrid, who have an opportunity who could be knocked out in the Champions League. We'll talk about that as well. And then we'll talk MLS Cup Final. We have one of our finalists announced today with the winner, Columbus Crew. We'll get into that later. And eventually, we'll come to later on the show, we'll get into what is a ranking of the top 10 players of 2020, according to ESPN FC. We'll get into that, all of that, later on here on Goal Zone. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's get started. As I mentioned, the North London Derby between Tottenham Hotspurs and Arsenal game, as I said, didn't go well for the gutters. A 2-0 win. Goals from Young Ming Song scored a spectacular goal on a counterattack. And then another goal from Harry Kane. Not only did he score, he puts him now ahead of everybody else for the most goals in the North London Derby. Now, Harry Kane, goal scorer of Donna Monsters, had some words after the game. He interviewed after, before anything else. Any reaction? Let's take a listen to Harry Kane first on the 2 0 win for, Ars- for against Arsenal. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, exactly what we set out for, obviously. Um, yeah, played well in the first half. Obviously, second half was a bit of a grind. Doug did, defended well. Um, they didn't create too many uh, clear-cut, ch- uh, clear-cut chances. Uh, but yeah, delighted with the win. Now, before we get into those, I want to hear his reaction to a question that was made about his partnership with him and Yu Ming Song. Let's take a listen also to Harry Kane. I think at an age now where we're coming into uh, maybe our prime in terms of understanding the game, understanding each other. Um, and yeah, when I'm passing him through and he's cutting inside and whipping them in, in the top bins, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, an, it's, it's an easy game for me. But uh, no, I'm delighted with, uh, with the result. Uh, boys dug deep, defend it, defenders uh, from crosses, fantastic. There you have it. There was Harry Kane. Uh, now, there was a couple things that and it stood out to me. Number one, I would say Spurs, you know, looked really good on the counterattack, looked very well once again. They have been unbeaten this season since the first match. Jose Mourinho has this team feeling confident, and this team is right now in the contention for the title. Right now they're on top of the table 24 points tied with Liverpool, but had more goal differentials. Young Ming Song gets his 10th goal of the campaign. And Harry Kane, as I mentioned, is now the new all-time lead goal scorer against Arsenal. Now, before we get into Arsenal, I do want to say this about Tottenham Hotspurs. And the question it was asked of, is this team legit? Title contenders under Mourinho, I think they're starting to feel it. Yes, the confidence of Song, you see Lucenzo, we see Hoiberg, we see Sissoko, we see so many of these players under Mourinho are starting to understand that mentality. Now, people don't know Mourinho, but let's be honest, has won in everywhere he's been coached. In Inter, in Porto, in Real Madrid, 
at Chelsea, even Manchester United. He won a couple of trophies there as well. Now, he's coming into Spurs last season, the middle of the season, struggling, finding an identity to this team, wanted to bring a winning mentality to this club. And right now, Mourinho has his team on top. They look really confident. And you can see when this team scores goals, just the, the passion and the excitement. And you know what? People want to say, you know, Tottenham, all they do is score on the counter. That's all they do. But listen, they were efficient. As much as people want to say Spurs just score on the counter, they defend basically the whole game. What they do is they play a lot different. They have a lot of goals. And people don't know Spurs have been sensational this season. Absolutely sensational this season. Been one of the best teams in the Premier League as you know, they have they were had the most goals in the Premier League. Remember, they scored six early on this season in the Premier League, and they're one of the the best teams on the counter. Yeah, you could say this team. Okay, they they don't win. They're not Manchester City. They're not Liverpool. They're not Leicester. They're not one of these teams that you know uh, want to have possession and get these teams on off pace. You know, okay, but Mourinho's style of play and his mentality is, listen, guys, we got a play a certain way because we want to win. I want to bring winning culture to this club. And it's worked. I, I believe that. I think this team has a, a confidence in itself that I haven't seen in such a long time. And if you're a Spurs fan, you should feel very confident that this could be the year. We talked about it again years ago, but one of the things is that Spurs has been asking for fans, ex-players, commentators, have all said, can this team do it? Do it a full season in the Premier League. A couple seasons ago under Pochettino, they were close. They came in second against Leicester, and, and they're winning title season. But Spurs, 24 points in first place are ahead in goal differential. They have been not only just scoring goals, they have the most goal, the best goal differential in the Premier League. So, what everybody wants to say about this, this team has performed well. And yes, they, I would say they're title contenders. They are. They played really well. This team is really dangerous on the counterattack. And when you see the quality of Sung, Kane, you see Bale can come in eventually, come into his flow. His team has an opportunity. Next week, Spurs play Wolves. The Wolves team that, you know, without Raul Jimenez, we'll see how that goes. They lost 4 nothing today. That could be a good test for Spurs. But, again, next week, they have a, a matchup against Crystal Palace as well. Then they play Liverpool. This is going to be the next couple weeks where we can find out what is this Spurs team made of. Can they keep that winning formula going? Now on the Arsenal point of view, 
There was a lot of people that had a lot to say about this game. For an Arsenal fan, you have to feel frustrated yet again. Your team basically had all possessions and had so many crosses into the box, yet were not efficient. And only two shots on goal, comparing to Arsenal, excuse me, to Tottenham's three. So coming into this matchup, Arsenal has not won a Premier League game against Spurs in two years. So this is something that's not going well when these two teams play against each other. But before anything else, let's take a listen to Mikel Arteta, the manager of Arsenal, on his reaction on the game and on the two goals. Because one of them was quite interesting. We'll get into that. But first, let's take a listen to manager Mikel Arteta. They had one shot on target, scored a wonder goal. And the second one we got um, done on the break because Thomas get injured. He's not in the position. Uh, he has to fall on the floor and, and we get the second one done. But uh, I saw a team, I saw my team full of desire, passion, dominating completely the game, creating all the chances, creating all the situations. But at the end, it's about the end product. And this is why they are first on the table, because they had two situations, they scored two goals. I think we have 54 crosses. I don't know how many shots, only two on target. And this game is about doing that. So we have to carry on, keep fighting, and be the team that we were today, but improving, obviously, those details. There you have it. Mikel Arteta. Um, you know, when you look at Arsenal, and I, I think there's so many questions, so many places where you could talk about this team and dissect this team, I think... We got to say this. Mikel Arteta, the one thing he's not doing right, and I thought he had figured out last season, was a formation. We saw Arsenal midweek in Europe League play a different formation, a 4-2-2 or 4-3-3, and now we're seeing them going back to the formation of five back. Two fullbacks, three in the back. And it seems something's not working. And now another point of view could be that Pierre Abangyang, their top goal scorer, has not performed well at all. At all. He has not performed well this season. And Arsenal have no one else to rely on. When you look at William, he has not performed well at all. And you look at some of these signings that they made, we saw Thomas Party got injured, you know, led to the second goal. But it's simply not good enough. And we're starting to see a lot more of this Arsenal team struggle. They have their worst start to a Premier League in 45 years. Let me repeat that. They have a total, they, Arsenal, are now in 14th place excuse me, 15 place, 13 points, are nine points behind Spurs. And only seven points above the relegation zone. Worst start in 45 years. That is Spurs. Excuse me, Arsenal. 
keep saying Spurs. Arsenal. I like their players. I like their young players. I like what they did last season. But somehow, some way, the players' movement, the formation. Mikel Arteta, I thought he figured this out last season. It seems like he's lost it. And somehow, some way, he has to find out what can he do to fix this. I, I don't really know what they could do unless they could somehow play a consistent formation. And now with Tomas Partey out again, this team's going to struggle in the midfield. Uh, it's, been a, it's been an issue for a couple of seasons now. You know, they had Danny Ceballos, they have Xhaka, they have a couple of guys in the middle, but it's simply not good enough. I, I think when you look at a position, a place where you could really pick out Arsenal and see, hey, this is positions, this is places where they have their most vulnerable, I think it's in the midfield. Because defensively, I, I like Gabriel. They're signing in the summer. I, I'm not a big Rob Holding guy. I thought he could have done better on the Sung goal. But, hey, that was a great finish from Sung. I'm not going to knock him on that. Bellerin had a couple of uh, throwing errors. And you know what? You can cross the ball all you want. And I heard a stat about how they had about 45 chances and 45 crosses, yet they couldn't do anything. And I heard somebody saying that Bonnie has only scored three goals in his career at Arsenal through header. So it's something that's an issue for this club. It, it is something that it bothers a lot of people and bothers fans. But Arsenal has really struggled, and it's something that simply needs to improve. Much more of goals on here on OWWR, OSBerry Web Radio. When we come back, we'll get into the fixtures of next week and rounding out the Premier Leagues this week, and we'll eventually get into Barcelona and Real Madrid. So much more. We'll be back right after this. Much more here on OWWR, OSBerry Web Radio. What a year to be a sports fan. When it comes to getting your all-access coverage on what's going on in the sports world, the BDJ Talk Sports Show has all your bases covered every Monday from 2 to 3 p.m. When it comes to breaking news coverage, the BDJ Talk Sports Show is the best team to follow. Get cheerful with the BDJ Talk Sports Show on Mondays, 2 to 3 p.m. on OWWR, Old Westbury Web Radio.
están escuchando a Westbury Web Radio, transmitiendo en vivo desde la Universidad de Sumo Westbury, Westbury, Nueva York. First start on some of the games that happened this weekend. Let's start with Manchester City. They got a 2 0 win over Fulham. We saw Burnley draw points with Everton. West Ham United were up 1 0 yet. Manchester United come back again and win the game 3 1. Chelsea continue to be on a winning form, winning 3 1 against Leeds United. We saw Crystal Palace score five against West Brom, get a 5-1 win. We saw Sheffield United had really going to get a 1-1 draw, moving them to two points to the season. But Jamie Vardy gets another goal for Leicester City, helps his team win, and Leicester gets a 2-1 victory. And also, last game of Sunday was Liverpool against Wolves. And Liverpool, with fans back, got a 4 nothing win. There are so many results we can get into, but amazing week in the Premier League. Games coming up. And by the way, before we get up, move on to La Liga, gear on top of the table board. As I said, Tottenham Hotspur stay in first place, but they are not all alone. Liverpool are tied in points but are behind in goal differential. They are in second place. Third place is Chelsea with 22 points. Fourth place is Leicester City with 21 points. Manchester United with a win have 19 points and are climbing closer to the top four. Manchester City getting victory as well. Now have 18 points under Pep Guardiola. And then the bottom. Burnley has six points. West Brom has six points. And then the worst start into a Premier League season, Sheffield United, one point are in 20th place in the Premier League. Only have one win, excuse me, one draw, and 10 losses. And that is your Premier League live table for this week. And before we get into La Liga, I do want to mention this as well. Next week, we have a big, big week. We have, here are some of the games that will be happening next week. We have League United and West Ham United going to play on Friday. On Saturday, we have Wolves against Aston Villa. Then we have Newcastle against West Brom. Then we have the Manchester City 
United matchup. The Manchester Derby on Saturday at 12.30 p.m. We have Everton against Chelsea at 30 p.m. And on Sunday, we have Leicester City, Brighton. We have Arsenal, Burnley. We have Fulham, Liverpool. We have Tottenham, Hotspurs against Crystal Palace. And then we have Southampton against Sheffield United. Now, we also this week have Premier League games coming up as well because some of the teams have to play games to make up for it. So we have following week, we have mid-table games we'll get into as well. So it's a big game coming up because we're getting closer to Boxing Day. It's one of the biggest events and one of the biggest kind of um, periods for the Premier League and its season. And this is where, again, we're going to start these separations with the top four and then the rest of the pack. So pay attention. There's so much soccer going on. And that is it for your EPL. As now we moved on to La Liga. Football Club Barcelona are in trouble because they get a 2-1 loss against Cadiz. And Barcelona are now not only still looking on top of Atletico Madrid and Real Madrid as well, Barcelona are now 14 points in 10 games. Barcelona has been struggling all season to find their form, has continued on yet again as Cadiz. Not only did Cadiz beat Barcelona this season, have also beat Real Madrid. So, shout out to them. But before anything else, let's hear to Ronald Koeman. Ronald Koeman has such a tremendous amount of time to talk about it and talk about the club. You know, when you look at what is happening with his team, let's take a listen to Ronald Koeman, Football Club Barcelona's manager on his take on the loss against Cadiz. Really difficult to explain because uh, we had a good week. And, uh, okay, uh, once again, uh, our opponent is scoring the first goal. And then, you know, you make it uh, really difficult for yourself. I think the first half was not good. I think we lost our positions in attack. We had too much players in the middle. The second half better. We, we, we make the 1-1. And it's after that unbelievable that we lose the game because how we concerned the second goal is it's it's not at the level that uh, we expect from our team. There you have it. There's Ronald Koeman. Uh, no, now let me get into this. There's a couple of uh, important points you gotta we gotta put out there. Had his team prepared. That's what he said. Yeah, great training, everything. Let's look at the stats before anything else. They conceded the goal, and it was a goal which was an own goal from Barcelona. They had 21 shots, 8 on target. Again, efficiency was a problem yet again for Barcelona. Had a couple opportunities to score, could not. Had 82% of possession. 82. Yet, Barcelona lose to what? We've talked about this team throughout We've talked about the issues this season. We've talked about it, you know, countless times about the club and Messi 
I mean, when you look at it, it's getting very, very cloudy for them to win La Liga title. Barcelona looks like a team that, you know, looks great one week, the other week not so much. In the lineups, we saw, you know, Gerard Piquet be out. Saw Sergio Dez play well on the right. We saw uh, a, a front four of Messi, Griezmann, Coutinho, and Brutswell up top. Something a little different. We saw a midfielder, Frankie de Jong, and Sergio Busquets. Okay? You know, I just believe this club, there's something behind it that's just not right. And because when you look at Lil Messi and you look at your best player, He's simply not playing well. He has all four goals, zero assists in nine starts. Lionel Messi has, once again, has only four goals, zero assists. He has struggled this season. And, by the way, he's really struggled under Koeman. Under Ronald Koeman, he has not played well this season. And Lionel Messi has only, this season has seven goals. This season, and two assists. Something's not right. When you look at the club, when you look at the first part, let's look at it honestly. They pass, they pass, they pass. It, there's no dynamic on this team. Defensively, they're vulnerable. There are situations where the team simply, you know, loses focus, mistakes, and then not scoring enough goals, it's a problem. And again, when you don't see Lionel Messi perform at the level we know Lionel Messi can perform, it's an issue. Um, we got to put it on him as well. He needs to perform. He needs to perform. Barcelona, when you look at this team, the way they're, they're built, Lionel Messi needs to perform. This team has no shot. And winning trophies and being the best team they could possibly be if Lil Messi is not himself. And right now he is not. And you know what? Ronald Koeman, I know what he said and I know what he's trying to do, but somehow, somewhat, you gotta talk to Lil Messi and figure this out. Because clearly Ronald Koeman's plans is not working. It is not. We've seen it enough. Barcelona is not good enough. Atletico Madrid a couple weeks ago beat them. Before that, Real Madrid beat them. They got Juventus coming up in the Champions League. They'll find out what happens. But simply, this team has to ask themselves, what can they do? It's simple. And before anything else, I do want to give to Real Madrid. They got a victory, one nothing. Against Sevilla, a very good team in Sevilla, who had a lot of possession but didn't do a lot. Madrid did a better job. It's not what they did in Champions League, and scoring a goal and not conceding zero to their opponent. And now they move up to fourth place, and now have twenty point six points behind Atletico Madrid, which leads to my next question: of Can Real Madrid do this again against? Atletico Madrid, who they play next week in the Madrid Derby. Hmm, right? Can they do this in the Champions League? Because they could be knocked out. 
They're playing first place. Perusa Gomez Gladback. They have an opportunity to be out for the first time in their history. Never has a Real Madrid team not qualified to the knockout stage. That is what Real Madrid have to do. They played well. I think they played very conserved. But this team is simply not good enough to win, in my opinion. La Liga. Because when you look at Real Madrid, they kind of look similar to Barcelona and Real Madrid. And by the way, before we go into break, Atletico Madrid. Fantastic. Fantastic. They look great on and off. They look like the best team. And and really, they look like one of the elite teams in world football. Much more of goes on here on OWWR, OS Web Radio. When we come back, we'll get into MLS. We'll get into Liga Mexicans because we got to talk both Mexican and U.S. soccer. Much more because, and eventually, we'll get into the conversation that I, I'm ready and fired up to talk about. Much more here on OWWR, OS Web Radio. And Friday, December 11th, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., I have an exclusive interview with country singer-songwriter, recording artist, Hallie Kearns. We will catch up with Hallie and talk about our brand new EP called Finally that will be released on her birthday. Celebrate with us Friday, December 11th, only on OWWR. Hey, it's Hallie Kearns. Catch the exclusive premiere of my EP Show on OWWR. We're bringing some holiday cheer to all of you with entertainment news, throwbacks, today's hits, holiday hits, interviews with the hottest artists, and more. That's every Friday with me, your elf, DJ Sandra D, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. only on OWWR. <laughs> stories with OWWR and add us as a friend on Snapchat. Get to know your old whispering web radio DJs as they snap to you live in the studio. OWWR and why. Welcome back to Gold Zone here on OWWR, Old Westbury Web Radio. If you guys want much more of Gold Zone, visit us at OWWRNY.org. Click on the schedule button to stay in the know. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, TikTok at OWWRNY. And also, if anybody wants to hear us anywhere else, download the free tune in radio at keywords OWWR. Anybody wants to call in, 
and join the conversation on any topic on the world of soccer. You can call the studio lines that are open at 516-876-4964. Once again, that's 516-876-4964. Now, coming back, we got to get into a couple of a couple of big news that's been happening on the MLS because as today, we have our first finalists of the MLS Cup Finals, and later on, we'll get our second. As and then we have our Eastern Conference champions, Columbus Crew. They get a victory and go into the MLS Cup and beat the eight seed New England Revolution to move on and now have an opportunity to win the MLS Cup. It was a great game. When you look at the game itself, there was a lot of positives. I thought coming in Columbus, we're the better team. I mean, we talked about it last week. But overall, they played well. And our third scored a goal in the 59th minute. And it, again, when you look at this game, it was pretty even. You look at it, 47% of possession for Columbus, 53 for New England Revolution. Opportunities for both teams. Ten shots for New England, four on target. Sixteen shots for Columbus, seven on target. Coming in, this matchup between these two before have gone to Columbus. The last three results coming in. So, you know, Columbus had New England's number. And I just think the quality. You know, when you look at New England, they were an eighth seed coming in and a third seed in Columbus. I think... Columbus, you know, have what we found out is that teams can make runs, and we've seen it throughout MLS playoffs. But I, I really love this Columbus crew team. I, I just have a great – I like this team. I like their lineup. I love Zardak Cup. I love Diaz. I love Santos. Nagby is a great player as well. You know, when you look at these players, I love this team. Now – can they win it? Well, it depends on what can happen today. Because you know what? We have a game later on, ladies and gentlemen. As we have at 9.30, we have Seattle against Minnesota FC today. And if Columbus were, you know, if they're looking at it and kind of like, hey, who do we want to play? Listen. I don't want to play Seattle. Seattle, Seattle has been a team that throughout the years, throughout the playoffs, they somehow, some way, find a way to win. In the Western Conference, Minnesota United have been great coming in. I I I can't bet against Columbia. I can't excuse me, I can't bet against Seattle. Seattle has been the superb team for me. And when you look at it, coming into head-to-head in the last five matches between these two, Seattle beat them the last time they met. one nothing was the scoreline. So when you look at it, from me, my point of view, I love Jordan Morris. Raul Ruiz Diaz is great. I love 
what this Seattle team does attacking-wise. I think they're practical. It works. I just understand what Seattle's going to do. Now, for me, they're the best team in the MLS because they were the top seed. They were really good defensively, scoring goals. I just think this team is better than Minnesota. Mind you, when you look at it, Minnesota numbers are very similar to Seattle's. Minnesota has 48 goals, have only conceded 31 goals, have a plus 17 goal differential, and they only have, they only behind Seattle, but only behind two assists of Seattle's 33 assists. So, when you look at the numbers, they're really much close. But then experience comes. And when I look at Seattle, they're very much an experienced team. I love this team. I think they're going to go to the finals. And I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I see Seattle and Columbus played out in the MLS Cup final 2020. That's what I have. I believe in these two teams, but I really believe in what Seattle could do offensively, defensively. I think overall they're the better team, and I think they get the victory against Minnesota United. Now, there's some other news, and now we're going to switch it on the other side. And this is Liga Mekis. Now, we don't talk a lot of Mexican soccer domestically here on Cold Zone. And, you know, we talk a lot more of the bigger leagues, the top five leagues in the world, international. I want to talk a little bit of uh, Liga Mekis because we're now close to the final as well. Well, because now it's semifinals in the MLS. It's also semifinals in Liga Mekis. But this time, this format's a little different. Um, as we speak right now, as we speak right now, the game between Pumas and Cruz Azul is played right now. It started about nine minutes ago, and then the game's live right now, and we have any results. We'll announce it here on Goal Zone. But this semifinals had two matches, so you know, there's games to be played home and away for both squads. So on the first playoff leg of the semifinals was Leon. They tied 1-1 against Chivas. Chivas Rayos de Guadalajara. They tied the first leg. And second leg yesterday, Leon, who were the top team in the Liga Mekis, get a 2-1 win, and they will play in the final. Now, coming into this matchup, Cruz Azul won the first leg 4-0 over Pumas and very much looked like the team that's going to advance to the finals. Now, listen, soccer could happen, so things could change, who knows. But it looks like very likely Cruz Azul and Leon will meet in the final. Now, Cruz Azul fans, they're trying to pray and cross their fingers because they really would love to have a trophy. This Cruz Azul team has been dying for a title for a long time. They have been a team that's just really hoping, hopefully, please, that this team can finally win a trophy. Uh, when you look at it, for me, my point of view, it's been such a long time. But I think when you look at Jonathan, 
Rodriguez and what he was doing in the regular season, 12 goals in league scoring. I think he's a player you can't look out for. But just look. I was shocked when America lost the Chiefs. I, I didn't believe it. I, I had America, again, this team's the team that has the last two, three years have made minimum of the semifinals. And now Chiefs knocked them out. So that's something that has been happening. But for me, I look at it like this. Kosasuda, for some reason, for me, I just have some feeling that they could pull it off. And Lyon has been the best team thus far. Have been the best team. And led by Luis Morales, who's been the, the best player in Liga Mankeys. You know, at 34, it's been spectacular. I love this guy. This guy really plays well. I like the, 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 the natural number 10 when you look at the number 10. And this could be something that Kusasuri has. This could be their opportunity to finally end their drought of their title. So for me, I think Kusasuri is going to win as we speak right now. And I think it's going to be Kusasuri against Leon. And man, uh, when we get to that, and hopefully we get to find out the winner later on tonight. We can find out who is going to play next week. But I really have a feeling it's going to be a good matchup between Torres and Leon. You know, these teams really play hard. And I, I really had the expectations of hopefully we set you get to see Chris Asun lift up a trophy a couple seasons ago. They went to the final. They had an opportunity a couple seasons ago. They lost to America twice in the final. You know, one was a last-minute tying goal from a goalie scoring a header years ago. And that's when we saw Piojo, Miguel Herrera, celebrate his iconic celebration in the rain. And a couple seasons ago, we saw America do it again against Chris Asun. This could be Chris Asun's year. Just putting that out there. Just putting that out there. But Cruz Azul looks like the, the team that could, this could finally be their year in which they win, win a league title. This could be it. Oh, we have a goal. And we have some news before we go into break. Goal de los Pumas. Goal de los Pumas. So, goal from Pumas. So, now the aggregate is one nothing, excuse me, four one. Kusasul still leads. Again, this is early on into the matchup. Kusasul, I said, in soccer, you just never know what happens. We said in Barcelona, we've seen it with so many teams around the world, and they cannot hold a lead going into the second leg. We've seen it throughout. So, look out. This could be something, maybe, uh, you know, I'm just putting it out there that we could see a really definition of what soccer is all about. Like people like to say in Spanish, it's football. It's football. It's much more of goals on here on OWWR or Westbury Web Radio. When we come back, we'll get into ESPN FC's top 100 with 10 players chose for each position. We'll get into that. And Champions League preview because, wow, we could have a great last fixture 
before we start the knockout stage in the Champions League. And so much things happening around the world of soccer that we'll get into here before we wrap it up. So again, we'll be back much more here on the greatest college station in the nation, OS Berry Web Radio. Now let's look, look at the weather across the region, ladies and gentlemen, because we do have to look at the weather across the region. Right now, it's 36, 36 degrees in Newark, 39 degrees in LaGuardia, 36 in JFK, 36 in Central Park, 36 in Islip. For the overnight, mostly clear with a low around 27 degrees. For Monday, we have mostly sunny with a high near 40 degrees. For Monday night, partly cloudy with a low around 28 degrees. Taking a look at Tuesday, mostly sunny with a high near 39 degrees. Northwest winds from 13 to 16 miles per hour. And right now, it's currently 37 degrees outside the OWWR studios. Much more of Goals on here on OWWR, Westbury Web Radio. Show and Friday, December 18th, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. I have not one but two fabulous interviews. We have country singer-songwriters Jessica Lynn and Houston Bernard. We caught up with Jessica to chat about her new single, It's Not Just Christmas, and chatted with Houston about his new single, The Driving. All the action is happening Friday, December 18th on OWR. Hey, it's Jessica Lynn. Hey, it's Houston Bernard. That's the premiere of the That's Not Christmas. It's the premiere of the driving on OWR Friday. Champions League as we begin to get into the knockout stage. Again, it was a lot of soccer. Three weeks of Champions League for the clubs that played about six games in 14 days. That's a lot of games for some of these players have been playing. So again, it's been something that hopefully this teams can learn from. But again, it's the world we're living in right now with COVID and where we're seeing so many games Again, we saw last week what Dragon Club has said about the Premier League schedule. I think there's also some managers and people have said about just the scheduling in general of how you know chaotic it is right now. But we are coming to an end to the Champions League group stages. Now, getting to Group A, 
Bayern Munich and is leading the group with 12 points. They have already qualified to the knockout stage. Atletico Madrid has still need to win. Still only leading two points ahead of third place. Have five points and have still one game to play. We have also, excuse me, the schedule have been fixed. Um, Salzburg has four points. Let's go Madrid have six points. And Bayern Munich have 13 points. Now, I talked about Real Madrid. They're right now, if Real Madrid right now, today the season's over. They would not qualify for the Champions League. They are in third place right now. And they are seven points tied with Sartar Tomas. And Borussia Mönchengladbach have eight points in leading the group. And Real Madrid will play in Germany to figure out if they could qualify to the knockout stage. Now, that's quite interesting, right, ladies and gentlemen? Just love the drama. We have Manchester City in Group C. Also, have the group already won, hopefully. And hopefully, they could also get this up in the knockout stage under Pep Guardiola, with FC Porto also joining them. In Group D, we have Atalanta and Liverpool on the top of the table. We still have Ajax fighting for an opportunity to get into the knockout stage. They will have hopefully one more chance to get into that top two of Group D. We have Chelsea and Sevilla, both teams already qualified, and they both will be in the knockout stage in Group E. Group F, we have Borussia Dortmund, still kind of figuring out they can win the group. Lazio, team in Italy with nine points, and then we have Club Bruges with seven points. Still Pretty much, Borussia Dortmund has the group still shaking their head because things can happen in soccer. That is Group F. Group G, Barcelona, has already qualified to the knockout stage. 15 points in five games. And they also will play Juventus. Likely, they will win unless Juventus scores seven goals. And somehow, Barcelona concedes seven and Juventus will win the group, but those two already qualified. And then Group H, which is probably the most highly competitive group. We have Manchester United, we have Paris Saint-Germain, and we have Red Bull Lightskip all fighting in the final game. Paris, Manchester United will play against Red Bull Lightskip with an opportunity. I think that would be the biggest game of the whole fixture. Manchester United, Red Bull, Lightskin. And the winner of that, that will probably be the best option. And we'll find out what happens there. A lot of Champions League games coming up. Again, really interesting games. You know, still still things to figure out. We're going to see Ronaldo versus Messi. Hopefully, we're still praying. We'll see that matchup once again. So, now moving on. ESPN FC. Every year, I've made an addition of their 100 with their goalies, defenders, wingers. They kind of made 10 positions, and they talked about the top players. Uh, when we look at so many nominees, there's so many new players, Ian Holland, Alfonso Davis, and so many players, others. You look at the list, and I'll be looking at it. 
Let's start at goalie because I want to hear people's reactions. Number 10 is David De Gea. Number 8 is Hangranovic from Inter Milan. John Gili Donnarumma is number 8. Kero Navas is number 7. Edison is number 6. Thibaut Courtois is number 5. Mark Andre Terstege is number 4. John Oblak is number 3. Alisson is number 2. And then the number 1 goalie, according to EFC and FC, is Manuel Neuer. Now, ladies and gentlemen, he was tied for first place and was awarded receiving more first place votes than Allison. So that's how he won. I think Allison's the best goal in the world. If you want me right now, I disagree with the list. I think John Oblock is the best goalie. And yes, you could say 2020. Listen, I know the Germans have really dominated domestically, won the Champions League in Bayern Munich, but I just believe. And we see what Jan Oblak has done. I think he's the best goalie in world football. I don't know what people you think. Leaders, please, if anybody wants to call in and give their take, I, I, I will feel free to be listening. Who do you think is the best goalie in world football? When you look at center backs, this is interesting. Because I looked at the list, and, and we're not going to go through it all because we don't have enough time. But when we look at the top 10, the top 5. Dali Alaba is in the top 3. Sergio Ramos is number 2. And number 1 is Virgil van Dijk. I, I believe Virgil van Dijk got that right. I think he's the best defender in world football. I think there's no questions. I think Marquinhos is underrated. I think he's a top defender and should not be number 10. When you look at Dali Alaba as number 3. Now let's get into striker. Now, this was interesting because there were so many amazing strikers we see in world football. The number one striker, according to ESPN FC, is Robert Lewandowski. I agree. He was the best player this season. I think he was, you know, led them to all these trophies. I think he's the best player out there. Ian Holland is number two. The 20-year-old was not even ranked last season they did this list. And he is obviously one of the best players in the world when you look at what he does as a striker. When you look at Kareem Benzema, he was also in the top three. We saw Harry Kane and so many others. Again, a notable player that should not or shouldn't miss the cut was Luis Suarez. 21 goals. How could he not be? But let us now move on. Let's go into forwards because we got into strikers. Now let's get into forwards. The top player, according to ESN FC, is forwards. So this is more like uh, a guy that plays the forward position just as a forward, not as a pure striker. It's still Lionel Messi. He's the number one player last year. He was the number one player this year. Uh, you know, he's been having so much things, but he's still, you know, the best player. You know, we have not seen that this season, but he's still the best player of, of, of the forwards. Number two was Kylian Mbappe. Number three was Cristiano Ronaldo. Number four was Neymar. Number five was Mohamed Salah. We saw Yuming Song. At number seven, we saw Pierre Abongliang, not looking like that player right now. At number six, Paulo Dybala was in the top ten. Player that was unranked last season. How about that? Rashford, Marcus Rashford from Manchester United fans, is in the list in the top players of forwards. So there, there you have it as forwards. Now let's get into midfield because this is quite interesting. Let's get into center midfielders because the best mid center midfielder, according to... See, ESPN FC is Joshua Kimmich. 
wow. He was number two at right back last season. Now, he was a player that plays really good in possession. He pick balls out. He plays really well if you watch him. He's a great player. You know, at times he's really uh, dynamic to play right back, left back, excuse me, not right, right back, could play in the center mid, could be more of an attacker as well. Great player. I think Joshua Kimmage is great. But the best midfielder, in my opinion, in my opinion, is Thiago Encantado. When healthy, is Thiago He played so well last season with Bayern Munich. I think he, he had the best, he was the best player on the field. And I think Thiago Encanta should be the number one player. But the injuries have been the reason why. I get it why he put Kimmich. But I think Thiago Encantara was the better player. Now, attacking midfielder, before we get into the end of our amazing, amazing show, Kevin De Bruyne was named the best attacking midfielder last year. He was number two. Thomas Muller is number two. Wasn't ranked last season. This season he was. 31 years old. Still wasn't, hasn't been called for Germany in a while. So we'll see there. Bruno Fernandes wasn't even on the list as well. And he's in the top three. Great for Bruno Fernandes. And look at this. We have Alejandro Gomez. Yes, from Atalanta in the top four. So that's something that's happening there, ladies and gentlemen. So it's been amazing. Again, I hope everybody has an amazing, amazing week. Enjoy soccer, the Champions League comeback. We have more Premier League, much more of La Liga, everything. So please tune in the goal. So next week, we'll continue to talk about everything in the world of soccer. So again, from our amazing team and our amazing program to listen to OWWR. Cup of Joe on OWWR? If not, then it's definitely something that you need to do. Gather around the table every Saturday from 12 to 1 p.m. to hear the best of rock and roll, alternative, and grunge music. Join me, Joelle DeRosier, right here on OWWR, Old Westbury Web Radio. OWWR is in need of new Facebook friends. Friend us now at Facebook.com slash OWWR and why today. Listen and be heard at Old West Area Web Radio.